0: Enjoy the show. We're doing it live.
1: He knows we like it right yes. now. Yes. Hearts. We're mentioning it. Hearts. Peter walking into this, uh, you know, Sanctum Sanctorum, which is all covered in snow, and Doctor Strange in sweatpants, and uh, Well, North you just want to be comfortable. These you're are you're different dragons. Wear. These aren't your, your Targaryens dragons. We want to welcome you to the 248th Perjanger's Wallhangers Media Network presentation. Of course, this is the Tribe Wars Podcast, and I am Matthew Bugarel, the Madman, Man. And with me, my producer, the omnipotent presence that is Big Brother, Stephen Bugarel. Somewhere around here, we have our mascot, Hero of Time, Link Diablo. We are Perjanger boxless, but we go on tonight. From MIT to Wakanda, an unreal monkey king. Just burning oblivion and more on the Triforce podcast. And we want to make you hop on over here to purgehangersandwallhangers.com where you're going to find all of the crazy, luggy, and nutty moments right up top. As well as the last podcast, which was Triforce Mad- uh, John Madden's Gold Finger Guns. And lug nuts goodbye buttons subscription uh subscription board suspension and i gotta add on last week's lug nuts podcast i forget what i called that okay. it was something very funny and punny oh. um <clears throat> but you go to that second page right there and you'll find Wall Jenger gaming Been, you know omnipotent president's big brother i am uh, i am
0: attempting i almost got through one mission and then it crashed, so You're I so went. very
1: dedicated to these guys, man. I went
0: to arena. The thing is, I really like Arena Commander. it's got yeah. its problems, but I can whoop ass in an aurora. I'm I mean, I do have other in. ships, but
1: I'm planning on hopping yeah. in to um the what is it uh the shooter aspect Um uh, um Star Marine. Star Marine, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. I liked Star Marine because it Mm -hmm. took space into account, and, you know, it's a very different shooter. Yeah, you were on the uh, station. I don't know what you... I don't know. um, That's why I want to log in there, man. That'd be a good stream. I want to check that out because I think that's one thing that Star Citizen really does right is they give... Yeah, the universe mode is, is great because you could just go. But...
0: I I find these other modes are great for when you want to play, but the the PU isn't quite really working for you. You want to work on your ground game? Yeah. You got some Star Marine? Yeah. You want to work on your air game? It's like going to the gym. And I do hear they are going to fix Arena Commander. They're going to update that. We get in Squadron 42 at some point? They're they're working on it. I'm sure. I I mean, I.
1: I just want to see Mark Hamill again. That's it. (laughs) I have a
0: lot of rental equipment credits for a reason. Yeah, I could rent everything at once.
1: So there's going to be a lot more content.
0: You know, I gotta tell you, I went to their
1: their website not that long ago, and there was like might tag you on Twitter on this because we talk about it and we play the game. You know, no, just no, no, maybe. Maybe. Hey, Elon might be watching, too. He's not. He's not. He's not. On that upset, we go to the first story, because 3-2-1, let's jam. Netflix reveal, uh, reveals our first look at the cast for the Cowboy Bebop crew. And as you know, Big Brother, I am a huge Cowboy Bebop fan. Yes. And looking at this casting and how they got everything right, John Chow is perfect as Spike. The bebop looks perfect as well. They have a corgi, and he's fucking adorable. John Chow practicing martial arts because he's a fucking Billy Badass. John Chow actually injured his knee during one of the core- uh, choreography right things. Right here. Probably right there because it's probably going to lead into a badass fight or something. But, <clears throat> and then the whole cast just, it fits. It really looks good. I f- have such high hopes for this anime adaptation of uh, uh Cowboy Bebop because I love this anime and I really want if there is one to truly do it right it should be Cowboy Bebop with John Chow as Spike Spiegel Mm -hmm. so we'll have to wait until November 19th that's a Friday it'll premiere on Netflix like I said, John Chow of Star Trek. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, and uh, he's the series lead is Spike Spiegel. It also will will see star Alex Hassel of Suburbicon, Danielle Pindle from Jurassic World <laughs> Fallen Kingdom, and Mustafa Shakir of Luke Cage, among others. So <clears throat> the actual uh, Andre Nemec will be the series showrunner. Previously worked as a writer and producer on sci-fi series Alias and Zoo. Zoo is that one I was telling you where the animal kingdom kind of like communicates and just systematically attacks humans. It's not one of those tentacle ones. No, 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 no tentacles. Actually, there are no octopus involved. Some of them are squid. Some
0: of them are a bit really weird. Some of them anime.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but this is a classic one because it's a cowboy western in space. And that's the premise. You got right. your crew here, uh Jet Black, Spike Spiegel, and Faye Valentine with uh the Corgi wait, wait,
0: what's the dog's name? Oh, fuck
1: uh Oliver? No, it's not Oliver. It's uh fuck, I forget what that goddamn is corgi the dog.
0: Little trivia fact.
1: Uh, Wall Jangers, help me out at the bottom at the, if you're watching and uh, you see that. But I can't remember the name of the dog right now. I didn't actually write We'll call down. him Falcon they Tony. They did not name the dog Falcon. in this article. How dare they? It's not Falcon. It's, it's Falcon something. Tony. Ein. I'm sorry. That's the name of the dog. Ein.
0: Ein.
1: Yeah. And we don't see Ed here yet, but I want, I want to see how this one goes. I'm excited for it to drop on Netflix because this is one we're going to be powerhousing through here because if it's not good, definitely going to let people know but i have such hope for this i think this is going to break that mold like we saw with sonic with video game crossovers you know or you know adaptations rather <laughs> i think this is going to break that anime mold just like iron man did this may be the one because cowboy bebop has just survived with the series and the movie uh you know anime movie that it had people love the story they love the show and i think this is a beautiful way for it to you know Gain new momentum.
0: People will be happy if they do it true to form.
1: Like this next story.
0: Now you fire a motorcycle. Now. You know, you're quiet all day. That's luck. (laughs) All day. Yeah. You sure you don't want to hear that Mazda story again? We We can talk talk about that Mazda story. (laughs) That was a great one.
1: So, Black Panther 2 set photo hints at Riri Williams and, uh, being part of the movie. A new image from the set of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, hints at the introduction well, of Riri Williams. She looks animated. Also known as Ironheart. You'll actually, if you scroll down, they do oh, it in the post. Oh, there's another photo. That's Seth Rogen. It doesn't look like her at all. So.
0: That's not a, I thought it was, we were looking at a
1: Last year, uh, it was announced that Judas and the Black Messiah star, Dominique Thorne, will play the lead of Disney's Ironheart series uh, following Riri Williams, an MIT student who builds her own Iron Man suit. They would be the ones to do that.
0: What, am I supposed to get excited about a Cambridge police car and some SWAT vehicles?
1: Because it links to MIT, man. Cambridge, MIT, this is, you know, it's going to be big, you know. that's They're going to somehow involve her. She's probably tied to Wakanda somehow. Uh, her mom in the comics is actually really supportive. So I'm actually excited for Black Panther 2 and what they're doing with the Marvel Universe. And
0: I'm excited for him to fuck off with them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it doesn't Sometimes. run. Go away, please. Go. You may not hear it. Depends yeah, no. on how
0: well the mics are. Yeah,
1: it depends on how they're picking up the noise with the noise gate. But I'm excited about Black Panther Two. Wakanda Forever is well underway. Uh, while plot details are being kept under wraps, uh, a recent story popped up online. I believe it was Aladdin's Castle who uh, put it up in the family chat. J Boy McNeil, watching. Thank you very much. He says, uh, "Plus, some of it was filmed in yeah, Worcester." So, hey, hey it that's up. amazing. The chat thing Holy works. Crap, the chat it. thing. We can see you, J Boy. Yeah. Wow. I, I can't like it from here. J Boy, you know you're popping up on the screen, man. We see and like your comment. That's awesome. We finally got the fucking thing to work. I can't like it. Ah, Two hundred foot now, but 248. Right, huh? he knows we like it right now. Yes. Hearts. We're mentioning it. Hearts. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, we have stories too. Wakanda. We we set, we have uh, Ray, Ryan Coogler who wrote the screenplay with uh, Rob, <laughs> Joe Robert Cole. The film of uh, the film's original plot was tragically had to be scrapped because of the passing of the Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman. So Marvel found it inappropriate to recast the role. So now they're getting creative. And we also have a a Disney Plus series coming out after this as well. Because
0: fans might have rioted if they recast (laughs) it.
1: And then Wakanda was destroyed by the Atlanteans, and everybody was sad. The end. But Uh, I do believe we're getting into Atlantis, putting their dick in the game, saying, hey, Wakanda, no. No, bitch. And they have some kind of beef or some kind of petty quarrel from, you know, old people gone long dead and Jabo says and the actress who plays suri was hurt during the filming yeah man so there's hospitalizations going on so you got those t- complications just like i said with john cho with the cowboy bebop you know you you hurt yourself doing this. so they're shit.
0: doing their own stunts
1: i think that adds to the quality i respect that in an actor It
0: will make them slightly crazier,
1: possibly. Especially, like... You never
0: know what head trauma
1: Like, Siri, obviously, we all think that she's going to get a bigger role in the season, or, well, phase five, phase... Or phase four, phase five season here, because she is the Black Panther in the comics for a while, while, and we can have Mm -hmm. that in her and this, and... I think it's going to Hey, Black, go with it. Run with it. Yeah, Black Panther 2 is going to really just, it's going to you know scream the stuff that you really are going to care about. Here. Touch all the places that we like. Yeah. And bringing in this character of Riri with that having, didn't come out, right? It didn't, man. It didn't come out. It's her right. name, Riri. Yeah. Hey, no, Riri. I mean
0: touch all the places that we like.
1: Oh, like yeah, Miss Williams it doesn't here. Sound right. Oh, that one doesn't either. No. Um, I thought you meant Riri. No, it's a name. <laughs> it's a name. Uh, I, I've seen. What is that? I don't know. On,
0: but that one's simple to pronounce.
1: I'm excited for this one. Um, let's see. It's, uh, bah, bah, bah. it's supposed to be released around July eighth, twenty twenty two. Is Mar- part of Marvel's Phase Four. Um, obviously with. Recent news that came out—it's—I think everybody's getting a scope as to where Phase Four is starting off. It's going to be interesting to see where Black Panther Two, because that's towards the end of Phase Four.
0: Just, just, just don't film it and put it on the shelf for three years. Yeah, and then make everyone pay and get angry because they won't like it after that. So the image of the, the Cambridge police
1: people we saw was actually taken in Worcester, as Jabo said. Um, It features a pair of armored vehicles and the police car is reading Cambridge being transported to set. So that's where people think it involves the Massachusetts Institute of Technology that Riri attends. And that brings us to the next story, especially if we're talking about the future in the Marvel Universe. We are looking towards the Marvel god Kevin Feige to pop his head out of his heavenly cloud and let us know what are we going to find with the casting of Fantastic Four. And it looks like the casting process, he's teasing that it might start up soon. I don't know. So ever since the announcement of speculation has been running rampant on who should play the M, uh, in the MCU as the first family, the Fantastic Four, that is. And there's a lot of pressure given to the past missteps of the previous Fantastic Four and the characters of some of Marvel's most famous. So they have fucked it up in the past. Um, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt have been heavily fucking you know, fan-casted as Reed Richards and Sue Storm to the point to where um, Emily Blunt kind of is really sick of getting questioned about it. She has no involvement. But in an interview with ComicBook.com, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige teased what fans can expect from the MCU Fantastic Four. Feige didn't, didn't give any strong indicators on who would be cast, but said... Like past Marvel Studios films, they are looking at a blend of established actors as well as newcomers. What concerns Feige is finding the right actor for the part. That is the right problem to have. Okay. Because you look at what Because they do. if you get it wrong. Yeah, oh, it's it going to be, be it's going to be like Iron Man 1 to Iron Man 2. A, it could be a Look at like, Rhodey. Iron Man 3. Look at fucking Hulk. They have no problem recasting your ass and not even mentioning it. Not even giving you an explanation like, oh, Bruce, what happened to your face? Like yes. Nothing. Smart Hulk, we got an explanation for. An unneeded explanation and iteration of. But let's hope they can, you know, of course If they change correct. Darren's
0: mid-season, they'll swap you out like that.
1: Yeah. So we'll have to Especially see. Especially with this job. Working. How they t- helm the... The Fantastic Four. But he wants you to look at how they casted uh, Shang-Chi with Sim Liu, Chris Helmsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Holland, all the Toms and Chrises that they've done, Christian Bale, Benedict Cumberpatch's, Doctor Strange. They want you to look at all these casting choices and say that they're going to be blending new people and people that you know, well-seasoned actors, into this like they did with Michael Douglas and all the talent that they've gotten so far. So they're going to be continuing that on. They're saying so little with so many words, but we're going to have to wait until at least like 2023 for the early, uh, at earliest in theaters for Fantastic Four. Not to say that they won't be showing up in a previous film. One rumor that I did see out there was that Wanda is going to be <laughs> fighting um, uh, either the Fantastic Four or some X-Men in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Oh, they're going to so, get the ass kicked. Is that oh, that 100%. Ass? I mean, unless it's Wolverine, but, you know, Wolverine's going to wax that ass. Um. Okay. Kick it, kick it.
0: That would be fun, but yeah, really, there's only one
1: Wolverine for me. Hugh Jackman. He's a little tall, but you know what? I, I like him. I was thinking, like, they're, they would be really hard. The only one I would really like is just because it's a comedic flair, but it's Danny DeVito.
0: The thing is with Hugh Jackman, when you see him in other roles, I don't think, "Hey, there's Wolverine." You think yeah. that's, oh, whoever the hell
1: it is. Mm-hmm. So, so you get an actor to do it. You know, just whatever. Some do people that. are speculating the first, Fact. the first kind of glimpse we'll see of the f- Fantastic Four may be in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Volume Three, or Secret Invasion. So I think a TV show would be nice for them to pop in because that's he kind was. of where they're really familiar with the characters. But they're also doing, like, Riri in the last story.
0: And everyone loves crossover. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. 100%. But, like, that first time you saw uh, 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 Iron Man with a general what's-his-face at the end of that bad Hulk movie? or Oh, yeah, Halo yeah, one? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. How exciting is that? Yeah. I mean, I want some crossover-ending crossover ending uh, end scenes, end credit scenes, you know, and the I want stuff, Deadpool,
0: and I want someone in the just to show up a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. I want Deadpool to take over the like the Stan Lee kind of pop-ins. I think that would be really entertaining. But <laughs> Ryan Reynolds said he's seventy percent sure they're going to start producing Deadpool three in twenty twenty two. So. Okay. Obviously, the pandemic kind of kicked Deadpool up in his calendar. He's a very busy man because Ryan Reynolds is obviously very talented and does a lot of shit. Okay. But something else that is a lot and mind-bendy, twisty, a little bit of inceptiony. it might even be, oh, the Randall? trailer that nerds and projangers have been waiting for for uh, so long. Spider-Man, no way from home, dropped their trailer, man, and it is everything that you would want to imagine after months of speculation and leaks and rumors. We finally have our first look here at the trailer. um, It's Mary Jane, or MJ and Pete. She's reading the the paper propaganda saying that he hypnotizes her, and she says, yes, my Spider-Lord. You know, and he's wanted. Pu- public enemy number one, man. He gets caught, arrested, tried, jured. People so are he's, thinking.
0: he's just sort of cooperating.
1: Well, yeah, man. He's, I mean, he there's could easily no reason break out.
0: for him to actually
1: stay. Yeah. And that right there with the devil thing, people are like, Mephisto, shut up in the back. It's, it's not fucking Mephisto. Put my fist in. But Peter, obviously very... Conscious now, and we see, I think we're going to see a lot from the comics of, like, people around him getting hurt knowing that he's Spider-Man. We see a lot of subtle uh, glimpses there with, like, the little witch on the, uh, here we see Peter walking into this, uh, you know, Sanctum Sanctorum, which is all covered in snow. And Doctor Strange in sweatpants. and. A well, North you just want to be comfortable. I mean. He's just dropping by. The black and gold suit, yeah. which is uh, supposedly the magic suit. Diggity. Um, the magic suit, okay. and pretty much here is where it's taken a big part from the comics to where Peter asks Doctor Strange to make everybody forget that he's Spider Man. Um, and Wong is saying, "Don't you do that spell?" He does that little wink, oh, and he's like, "We're totally doing the spell." So here he's starting to do the spell, and Peter's like, "Well, actually, this person should really know my Aunt May, and well, you know," and he's like, "Shut up! Shut up! Stop trying to change the spell! Stop it! No." <laughs> Nobody, it says everyone forgets. Everyone, Peter, everyone. Stop changing it. And now we see the multiverse craziness, which it turns out, I mean, it's gonna, it's probably going to turn out okay.
0: So even he
1: forgets? Well, I mean, does I Doctor guess he Strange, would have to Is know. he
0: affected by his own spell, or does it
1: not? Well, I mean, he's, he's, does it not work he's a really right? good magician. I would have to imagine that he would, he would be unaffected. Otherwise, that's like really bad magic. It could be, it could be funny, and right there he's holding some kind of mother box, and he pretty much splits Peter's life in two, like Spider Man and Peter Parker. Mm. We see the Hobgoblins' fucking bomb there, and Willem Defoe's laugh, and of course, mm. this is what had everybody, you know, the most, the the worst kept secret in in Hollywood. Alfred Molina as Doctor Octavius coming back as Doc Ock, Spider Man mm. No Way Home. They're setting up. So much yeah. in this trailer, don't December kill, 17th. Don't, don't kill off the bad guys. Only in theaters. They're thinking Mysterio, maybe the lizard, um, maybe Venom. They don't know who was. There was you know, a bunch of Easter eggs in this trailer. They're thinking Sandman, Electro. We've already heard rumors of that, so it's probably true. But they gave us enough content to really get us excited for the movie without even confirming or denying that there would be multiple Spider-Man in this. From this trailer, I'm going to be honest. I don't care if it's only Tom Holland. I don't care. Whatever. Just give me whatever. And I if and they,
0: Spider-Pig.
1: Well, yeah. And Jen's then Spider-Pig in the end credits. And
0: Spider-Pig. Yeah. yeah. That, it, it would be nice. I like him. He's, I would like this to be Sinister Six and, uh, leading
1: into like Multiverse of Madness kind of having a little Spider-Verse flair. Spider-Pig having is what I the other imagine
0: two. rolls around in Spider-Man's head because he's been whacked on the head a few times.
1: Oh, definite CTE? So, probably a little in there. Yeah. I mean, he does have quick regenerative healing, though. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So his brain probably repairs itself, which would be really, really fucking helpful to have that super healing, honestly. That's I'm kind of jealous. But yeah, I'm really excited too. to see this movie, man. I mean, yeah, I want to see, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in there and have that full Spider-Verse, even having somebody as Miles Morales even Spider-Man if in there. it was
0: for just a brief moment.
1: Yeah, just to help him out, like two minutes at the end. Boom, 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 boom. Doctor Strange comes through, like, I got friends. And then all these other Spider-Man come out, like, hey, oh, kid. Yeah. And help out. And that's just a quick cameo have, that kicks ass at the end to really hit it. You but could still make it so about Peter, like the things. other two
0: movies. You think in a moment like that, you got to have so many hidden things
1: in, like, if he opens it up, other movies that they're
0: planning they yeah. and other
1: things. Well, especially in the Venom verse, man. We got. Venom Great. 2 supposedly pushed back to 2022, which Delta variant will blame. But I'm excited for what Sony's doing. They're, they're not Spummick anymore. They're Sony's Spider Man uh, Marvel characters or some shit like that. So, Spummick it is. Yeah, Spummick. We'll keep it at spumach. Yep. And check your. Just spumach. like real Spummick, you don't feel quite right afterwards. Check your stomach at the door with this next story, which is the gaming DVD exchange. Yeah, you're gonna hop on over to 23 East State Street and uh, hop on in the door. Mark will greet you with a Broski and show you the finest from retro to latest in gaming. He has the five dollar wall with Blu-ray DVDs and retro games where you can grab all the stuff that you've been meaning to play and add to your man cave. Great people over there, also with trade-ins and a bunch of great services for you. Want to hop on over there, visit their website here, com, And obviously, you might find, eventually, this next story right at their shop. Because Black Myth Wukong, not Wu-Tang, trailer showcases the Unreal 5 engine again. And the trail. this trailer is even more impressive than the last one. Uh, It's down below. Um, Game Science has released a new trailer showing almost 13 minutes of gameplay uh, footage from Black Myth Wukong. As evident by the immense trailer below, Chinese developer Action Game Adventure continues to look extremely polished and eye-catching. Black Myth Wukong will be the base Uh, based on the beloved 16th century novel Journey to the West. The protagonist, Sung Wukong, has already been portrayed in a wide variety of games, but black myth makes the Monkey King its focal point. It is being described as a Souls-like that borrows several elements from from Software's Dark Souls series, but the degree to which it adheres to the Souls formula has not yet been confirmed. Um, The latest trailer... It states that well, so far it looks like you can see other
0: areas that was big in Dark Soul that you oh, could yeah. see somewhere, you just look and it just looks nice, but you could go mm-hmm. down to the the three Kings.: Lots the of detail. Was
1: there is a huge yeah. attention to detail in the Dark Souls games, which Especially really from is the very
0: beginning. Here. You could look up, see the church, that's where you're going.
1: Yeah. And I like a lot of crazy enemies that you really have to memorize their patterns to make it through them. Because if you die, you go back to that campfire, and you're like, "Motherfucker, that's it for today." People love these type of games. That's why they just kind of bloomed after Dark Souls. Yeah. Dark oh, Souls, Demon me. Souls started it. That was the ultimate because that you you died at any point, you went back to the beginning.
0: Oh yeah, that one. That one wasn't that. that, that <sighs> An ass kicker. It's for the Irish. It's the very beginning. Yeah. One life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One life to live. That's it. Um, but it's showcased in the Unreal 5 engine, which graphically wise, this looks beautiful with the snow, Monkey King, and just the powers that he has available is this at his variety. Footage? Oh, yeah. In game engine. <clears throat> and this is like the me- amount of variety of powers that he you can have with Monkey. That you can unlock like an RPG, kind of, with the Souls-like. I just think this is just screaming AAA game right here. And he's a monkey. Okay. Oh, yeah, Monkey King. Tail, staff that embiggens, giggity. He's got a staff that gets bigger, huh? Yeah. NVIDIA's DLSS technology right from the beginning. The game's visual style, environment, and character designs all look impressive. Does his staff spurt out the end when it gets bigger? Giggity. No. Uh, Sun Wukong is showing off uh, facing off enemies uh, facing off against regular enemies in typical Souls fashion before moving on to a boss fight faced uh, face paced fast paced gameplay goddamn autocorrect on display does the job a good job of showing how exhilarating combat encounters can be in Black Myth Wukong the second boss fight takes place on a frozen lake and it's and is spectacular in its own unique way. Kind of Perry, yep. this guy—it's one once again. Like so he fair. does, he I does like, that. I kinda... like the snow.
0: Oh yeah, dude, you just left them alive. Where are you going? Get back there! Yeah. I know,
1: I know. Pansy. Okay, it's that that demo guy who's just like—they're never good. They they always like no no oh, they oh, have God.
0: to show so much and uh, well
1: you got to like yeah yeah that's,
0: that's that's fine but this guy here. Yeah, All right. He's he's different.
1: Oh yeah, the big uh,
0: boom. And I should hope this is a regular someone you would regularly face
1: farther down the line. As you get stronger, you're just oh, yeah. mopping the fuck. They're just floor yeah, they're them.
0: normal, and you just whoop
1: you ass. know they're patterned by now. But that's the real that's the trick to these souls like games is also, that you got to remember the patterns and no not get hit.
0: Part of the Dark Souls thing is they don't. There, there's no, they don't explain shit to you. Yeah, it's in the whip, the weapons descriptions. That's it's where the whip story
1: is, and then the nay nay.
0: Yeah, like right there, he stuck him right in the whip, his whip with his nay nay. But that's a different story.
1: Black Myth, Wu Kong, whip, and nay nay might yeah. be the title of the podcast. That's yeah, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to <laughs> fuck with, so don't fuck with it. <laughs> Monkey King and Meth and Man, right there. Red Man and Back. Sure. Yeah, I could see all that hanging out. They're they're really big. That's obviously where Wu Tang Clan came from. Their name and shit. They're really big into time this kind travelers. Of stuff. Yeah, that time traveler. They're yeah, really big. Definitely, into time yeah, they travel. did it. Time, time time travel. Though they would be the time travelers because they're not going to tell you they're time travelers. You're just going to see them everywhere. You just see them in photos from the past. Like, hey, that looks like they're the guy taking the picture. And that's Matt why you David. never see him. Yeah. That's they, why they're the best they're time the travel. They're not. In, they're the photographers. Like, hey, boom! Smile. They're like
0: the doctor in yeah. real life. So yeah. you never knew that the Doctor Who was based on the Wu Tang <laughs> Clan, <laughs> that's, and that's how we connect them. And Kevin Bacon's in there somewhere <laughs> because
1: the <laughs> yeah. Wu Tang Clan saved Kevin Bacon in time.
0: Yeah, and that's that's how they travel through time
1: (laughs) from star citizen to the Kang clan doctor (laughs) we're going everywhere tonight but you'll have to check out uh black myth wukong when it comes out it's being developed currently for pc and quote other mainstream consoles so I'm really excited oh, for we, this one, just because of it's doing mythology right, and it's doing a mythology that you don't necessarily see all the time—Greek mythology, Norse mythology. You know, I mean, Celtic mythology—you kind of keep, it, but a bird with it. Look at that—he's
0: a—he has a human head.
1: Yeah, that's really creepy. But yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a guy. No, yes, that's interesting aerial gameplay. You know. There's a, a lot a of stuff that they're doing with this trailer that just—it looks like a great game, especially because the Monkey King can transform all the—you t- know—into a bunch <clears> of okay. different shit, and you know, multiply Quietly himself and grow, and he has a whole bunch of powers. There's in a dragon. Oh yeah, man, if you, you gotta have dragons. All the balls? Does it come back and grant you a wish? Yeah, no, Shenron. These are different underwear? dragons. No, these aren't your your Targaryen's dragons or those other ones. Oh. The Japanese, or I'm sorry, Chinese have so many dragons. They have 12 different dragons. They love dragons. Of course,
0: dragons. they'd have a classification. So oh, they have 12
1: classes of dragons, man. Going through that book, you know. fits have, easy on the uh, spreadsheet. Um, What's the name of that book? It's like a, a collection of mythologies. Uh, uh, it's on, uh, it's the, it's it's on the a, a, big one. Od, or, uh, uh,
0: Audible.
1: Audible. Um, but, yeah. not a sponsor. <clears throat> But they they that's well, a really good book because they too. go through all these different mythologies and I like I attached to like the Japanese the Chinese mythology are really cool because twelve different dragons you got these stone dead motherfuckers in the hills of China thinking of fucking different dragons because obviously the priests so they're gonna be telling the stories and they get you know high off of some kind of spiritual shit so um, yeah meditation I may be looking into that differently but. I think there's a lot of promise for this because whenever you look at mythology, you see like God of War, what they did with Greek and now Norse mythology. Everybody's just coming over it and they want more. So this is it tapping looks into like two a game veins, I'll Katie. love
0: To hate for many, many years to come.
1: Yeah. It's just tapping into two veins there getting the mythology and the actual souls like punishment in a game that is just addictive and fun to play. That you want to master and masochist yourself with it.
0: Yeah. Strategy
1: fighting game
0: instead of a button smasher.
1: I'll tell you what else is going to be smashing buttons. It's this next story because you're going to be yelling, Third Street! Because Saints Row returns with a reboot! We got a trailer, a spicy trailer here. that's showing off a story um saints row is now being rebooted as well saints row uh coming you know
0: i played some of those last ones and they were fun in a very bizarre way but why don't we just go back for
1: a while you mentioned it before how you were like you know what a reboot would be nice
0: i literally stopped playing the second they killed johnny
1: gat and i didn't
0: pick it up till like a couple months ago
1: yeah so, you went through it and you did enjoy it, but Saints Row is coming February 25th, 2022 yeah. for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Windows PC via the Epic Game Store. Violation and Deep Silver revealed that the game with an extended story trailer shown during GamesCon 2021 during opening night live stream. In it, players are introduced to the new gang, a group of four Gen Z-ish criminal in. Uh, who are trying to take their startup to the big time in a new Ugh, city. Silly. Santo Light Isla. Fucking Il- Ilso. I don't know. It's Santo. Santo something. Santa Maria for all I care. you get in a new fucking Saints Row game. Uh, Bryce Charles, one of the actors portraying the player creator and controller boss character, promised the that the Santa game will Marias. take place in the largest city map the series has seen to date. That could right. be good and bad. A lot of space to do shit, you know? Saints Row always had that weird, like, kinky GTA vibe. Yeah. And we're getting more of that here. We see... They, no! they
0: comic it up real quick. They do. You know, it's, it's all the other stuff in the last games I missed. The pointless buying of songs and walking into stores for no reason yeah. whatsoever. But... It adds continuity, you know.
1: That's a badass moment there when he hops into the car and knocks that guy out with the fucking flipping motorcycle. Yeah, that's that's going to be really annoying. The cat helmet, I kind of appreciate. You the know, ball- the, just for the yeah. stand, silhouette standpoint, they all have, like, a different kind of badassery about them. Yeah. To so where this is your new Saints Row in a different city. Like, it could be, like, a different chapter, different universes. I don't, I don't really care reboot you, universe, just, you know. You know. It's a new Saints Row game, and if you could really drive on fucking buildings, that'd be some next-level shit, you know? That
0: would be awesome.
1: You know, you got fucking roadways on buildings to where you could just fucking keep going through and have crazy fucking races and gameplay and side missions is what to know The original was
0: really good.
1: Yeah, man. So rebooting it, starting with their core, it's the same company, just rebooting their game, giving it a fresh face. And I think there's a lot of promise for this. Fans have been clamoring for it. The We're first two really had something. They did. Downhill Up until Hill, they uh, killed Johnny Gat at the end. Yeah, downhill. Spoiler like, alert. Third one. Although it's been like. like for, for You've like, had like, 20 fucking years. 20 years, years to. Just bite me. I don't bite know. me. Get over it.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly that is all null and void, and I haven't seen
1: anyone named Johnny Gat yet. So. Explosions galore. We may not get a Johnny Gat, and they just do a fucking fresh, you know. Kind like, of thing. I would like a side character. story at least of those characters from the original Saints. Make this a chapter in this new city, and they're expanding he was hilarious. out. You know, something from the beginning, and they're just expanding out to this new city and shit, and you just have a whole bunch of different fucking raunchy side missions like you're known for. But, you know, 2013 Saints Row uh, 4 for PlayStation 3, Xbox, PC, and uh, Xbox... 360, and PC for Windows is still available there. That's uh, the last one they did. And uh, we'll see how this one goes, man. The reboot may turn out well. Um, I have I'm a lot awful. of faith in this one, too, because the story trailer really doesn't tell you anything, but knowing the studio behind it, that's what gives me the faith in it, because I think if they're coming at this with fresh eyes, that they could really do something magical with it. So we'll have to see a lot like this next story which is Elements. We've got a trailer below. It is an open-world co-op game inspired by Breath of the Wild. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Elements, an upcoming game from Apo- Apogee Entertainment uh, and developer Wreck-It Games, described as a vibrant go-anywhere adventure. Elements is, an, is easy to compare to Breath of the Wild at first, glance, the game's trailer released this week covers a lot of similar ground as it shows sibling protagonists Naya and Breckett, or Beckett, not Brexit. Um, yeah, That's cool. They named her after Brexit. <laughs> Nia and Brexit. They're it's, really you
0: know, making a statement with this game
1: <laughs> to the world. Breath of Brexit. Yes. <laughs> so, we'll get
0: them this time. <laughs>
1: this you is know how I we'll do of like it. I kind like that. Nia and Brexit exploring bright, very... Uh, Forest that will look out of uh, place in Breath of the Wild's Hyrule uh, that wouldn't look out of place in Breath of the Wild's Hyrule because it does look kind of similar in every way. Um, This also includes the now familiar climbing and gliding traversal mechanics seen in Breath of the uh, Wild-inspired titles and like Genshin Impact and Immortals Phoenix Rising. So a lot of people have been copying off that same trope of having that Gliding, climbing, you know, a whole bunch of different shit that you can do. It's cel-shaded. It's in that next-gen level kind of feel. You know, it still looks good, um, especially since it's elemental powers. You got your ice swords, your fire powers. You know, there's a lot of different shit you could do with this, and especially the cartoony manner. It just kind of reaches to all kind of age ranges there. because like Zelda. is cool. very, you know, timeless. You can go anywhere in Zelda, like, age reign-wise, yeah. and lock into Zelda. Like, both of us uh-huh. went right in there. Breath of the Wild was fucking groundbreaking. Like, Nintendo. It was amazing. The, they put out these wacky fucking consoles, like Switch and, like, Wii U and Wii.
0: Yeah, I, all I don't this. understand.
1: But don't then understand, they make but... masterpieces and make you play on that wacky fuck, fucking crap they made. Like, okay, here's this masterpiece. You're going to enjoy it on that. Yeah, suck it fuck face. I don't, it, I don't know. Then
0: they'll change everything. They won't sell it to you. Yeah. You, you got to buy it on the next
1: thing. Yeah.
0: And play it on that. Or if it's really good, they'll never offer it again
1: ever. Yeah. yeah and you're just fucked if you didn't buy it. Yep. Fuck you. No. We we gave you a chance. Now You should that- try
0: the original. Man.
1: Thanks. Fuck you. Yeah. But we all keep going back to it. I don't know we all keep going back to these legend because, like Zelda, I'm gonna buy Breath of the Wild 2. I kind of feel cheated. That's what's gonna make me pick up my Switch again. It's gonna be Breath of the Wild 2. I'm gonna plug it in. And cooperate it.
0: with everyone else and release it on PC. Damn it!
1: <laughs> cooperate <laughs> with the world. Cooperate like this. Like this game, you gotta cooperate. It's gonna be a co-op. You know, Ugh. in the Breath of the Wild thing, it's split screen and it will have online. It's not saying that you can. They're not saying that you can necessarily have co-op and go online, it's probably end or. But even still, that's... Oh, okay. That's still cool. So there could be a cool. story. Yeah. There's going to be a of, story and then an hey, online, Hey, there's a know?
0: table. Let's build it. It might be like it's the Fable online fun. to
1: where it's mainly like, oh, yeah, you're protagonist and you go through and it gets scaled up difficulty-wise, you know, like a lot of games do. That'd be kind of cool rather than just having, like, a whole PvP, you know, mode. So Ooh, yeah. we'll have to see how this ruminates and how it works out you know it's in early development it's in early development so we'll have to see how this goes because there's a lot of rights and wrongs that can happen in that development process that really make the game make or break the game so it's set to release fourth quarter 2022 it's assuming no delays occur and uh likely facing off stiff competition when it comes to the launches too because that's highly anticipated sequel like i said breath of the wild is also coming out next year So, two kind of Breath of the Wild titles coming out in 2022. Let's hope they... I I imagine that when we get a release date for Breath of the Wild, they're going to steer clear of that very far, to where if they're shooting, like, end of 2022, they may actually push their date back to 2023 and we'll see a delay, but they just don't want to fucking compete with their inspiration. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you'll be inspired in this next story because... The company behind PUBG, very well famous game of the,
0: uh, is it a drinking
1: game? I've never heard of this. game. <laughs> the PUBG, no, the it's PUBG? a whole bunch of whole bunch of crazy assholes that get together and try to shoot and kill each other in a mobile arena.
0: Oh yeah, um, I wouldn't be
1: interested. Yeah, and we've spawned seen the spawns like Fortnite and everything, but these guys, PUBG, they're trying to create the next big fantasy epic. Okay. Crafton is best known as the company behind. Is it going to Pop- be
0: on a big map that slowly gets smaller?
1: <laughs> it's going to be apocalypse though. The the ground is just going to slowly fall down around you, and you have to save it by making your way to the center, or random spots that are by the edge, and you only have a certain amount of time to get a crystal from a shaman's ass or some kind of. Hysterectomy or colonoscopy, I don't know, some kind of medical procedure you got to do. That may be the wrong way to go. What? You lost me on that one, but... uh. So, taking the scrappy Battle Royale and turning it into something much bigger thanks to mobile versions, surprisingly expansive lore, and soon even a horror spinoff. Now the company is hoping to build the next big fantasy series after licensing the Korean novel, I can't fucking lie about the name, The Bird That Drinks Tears by Lee Yong-do.
0: With the goal...
1: uh, Well, maybe. um, Mm. With the goal... Of creating a multimedia franchise That's that uncle. extends to the games we'll up a story. and beyond. Project Windless, as it's known right now, is still in its earliest stages. Craft and art director Kawan J. Sun and renowned concept artist Ilian McCraig who has worked on the likes of Star Wars and Harry Potter, are currently creating what's described as a visual Bible for the series. It's basically the groundwork for the first bringing the book to life, Sun explains. McCraig tells The Verge that he was initially uh, referred to the project by a friend in Korea, but once he looked into the book, he was so excited, he set aside a number of personal projects to focus on it. The Bird That Drinks Tears is unlike any other fantasy story I have ever read, with fresh new ways of exploring human nature, which is what always attracts me the most. According to Sun, the part of what makes the book different from the fantasy series like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones is its focus on Korean folklore, once again heading there into the mythological realm. The biggest charm of Lee Young dos work, especially the bird that drinks tears, is that everything is a novel. There are races where chickens and snakes <laughs> are humanized. Uh, like, like this guy here. This guy right here. <laughs> How convenient. With the beer guy. <clears throat> no, the, oh, I'm sorry. That's his ribcage. That guy is fucking swole. Holy shit. Yeah, he's swole as that's shit. That's a swole chicken, man. He go bounce your Those head. Those going to be, be some fucking lean ass chicken legs. Like, uh, I lines. don't. Think you'd eat this chicken. The colonel could take him down. Ass. Bring the colonel back. He'll, he'll take him down. I don't think, I don't think he's back. in the book. But Korean folklore Lee yong dus stories introduce a diverse element of novelty, and each element organically interacts to create a unique world. And it, it is difficult to visualize all these elements, but I am always mesmerized by the originality of the world he created. The beauty of the world is that it tells the story with contradictions and paradoxes. The greatest beings leave their ugliest traces, and those that you truly loved betray you, like Link barking in the middle of a podcast. Uh, These extreme pieces of the story throw questions to the readers, which make them books' themes more resonant and personal. It's quite philosophical and can be analyzed and interpreted in ver- a variety of ways. You could find that these elements make the novel challenging, but I think that that's what makes it even greater. Depending on the values of the reader holds, uh, the theme constantly changes. So Project Windless fits snugly into Krafton's slate of plans for, to expand beyond video games. The company even recently announced an animated PUBG hel- project helmed by R.D. Uh, Shankar, but Project Windless is something much more ambitious. PUBG grew as a franchise solely because the original game was such a big hit, and all the subsequent releases, whether the game was something else, grew from that, and the project that goes in... A different direction with the expectation that it has been a media spanning series from the very beginning. So they're really focusing on making the content good. And when you're looking at a fantasy series, video games, and novels, and all that is really good to tie into. Especially if you can go Witcher and get like animated and live action shit in there as well. So I'm interested to see how this one turns out, especially yeah. with PUBG. I logged into PUBG when it first came out, and I. I had fun, but I knew as soon as the assholes got on there, it would not be fun. I had a lucky spand in there, but it was still a really great, interesting premise that I had to check out. And I did enjoy PUBG when I did play it. Just like this cock. (laughs) It's a big cock. And on that bombshell... We're going to squirt
0: out the end. We're going
1: to go the other way. God damn, you said squirt too. That's weird because (laughs) Metroid trailer highlights Samus' abilities.
0: (laughs) I had no idea that was going.
1: (laughs) Hey, man, you innuendoed that Samus was a squirter, not me. I want to have that. But that's just perfectly timed. Um, Actually, I was just trying to tie it into the joke from earlier, from the monkey story. <laughs> so the new Metroid Dread trailer, which is below, um, is here, and it comes with a comes new Scoring blog posts from the Nintendo. Uh, diving a little deeper into Samus. oh got it everywhere. Samus, there it is. A- Samus a- diving deeper into Samus Aaron's abilities to, to score.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I you know
1: I don't have to say anything there. <laughs> So (laughs) the the 2D Metroid Adventure is dropping soon on the Nintendo Switch this October, in fact, and it gets fans excited. A new video shows off more about what the players can expect from the latest game. In addition to the new trailer, Nintendo also supplied a new blog post giving some additional insight into the upcoming game. Samus is set a true professional who takes a quiet calm approach to her work. Because of this, you might think that she's a cold-hearted person, but you'd be mistaken. It actually Samual actuality, Samus is a woman that with a very kind heart has evidence by uh, her showing of mercy to that Metroid hatchling while on a mission to eradicate the enigmatic species. Perhaps a hatchling sensed a uh, nurturing nature within Samus when it imprinted on her. So, you know, maybe she's not that cold-hearted bitch like you thought. Maybe she got feelings and emotions, bitch. Maybe she's just acting out on her rage.
0: The character, so I don't, don't care.
1: Go ahead, give it, give it depth, man. Give it all sure that it looks depth, awesome. Giggity. Uh, the post continues by cl- uh, talking a little bit about her arm cannon, Giggity, and the differences between her missiles and a rapid-fire beam attack. Squirt that arm cannon all over you. <laughs> because the arm cannon is, you down. is such an intricate part of who she is. It's easy for her to, t- to toggle between the two different weapon types with ease. Her abilities also uh, are also impressive, which... Any of any fan of the franchise will note her powerful melee counter, which allows her to stun enemies, uh, her famous Morph Ball, which provides an interesting means of travel for her, her special Mystic Ion abilities are also something to be excited about, such as her Phantom Cloak, which allows her to be invisible for a short amount of time. So I'm excited for this, especially since they're not going Metroid Prime, they're not going first person, they're going back to 2D, which is how Metroid should be. And having those big, massive, you know, cinema scenes is perfect. But having Metroid only as, like, a first-person kind of, I don't know, Metroid Prime, as good as that trilogy was, eh, it kind of lost on me to where when they put out Fusion and all those handheld DS titles, I was totally involved in all of them. Because that 2D Metroidvania-style game, is so good because you could still do it today and have that classic platformer and really done right with these great graphics that we're even seeing from Wu-Kong to... From Wu-Tang to Pootang. Wu-Tang, and and that ain't nothing to fuck with. God, from Wu-Tang to squirting (laughs) Poontang. We talk about it all, including Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is the next story and the next game from the XCOM team. So... The next game from uh, Fear Axis XCOM team is set in an obscure corner of Marvel Comic Universe titled Marvel's Midnight Suns developed of the turn-based role-playing game is led by Jake Solomon, designer (coughs) of XCOM Enemy Unknown and XCOM 2. So you can play that trailer there. We see variants already of Blade, uh, Wolverine, you receive Cap, Iron Man, in that kind of turn-based role-play RPG feel of XCOM. But the big thing that they said about this is that they took everything from XCOM and they threw it out the fucking window, and they started with this Marvel project and saw what they wanted to do. To where I like that. They're battling uh, Lilith in the main storyline here. Um, and all the anti-heroes, uh, many of whom never worked together bef- pre- before in any previous Marvel storyline. Uh, Fire Axe has confirmed that Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Blade, Nico Minoru, Oh, I almost Magic, thought you were going to say Bellic. Not Nico Bellic, no. Uh, Magic, uh, Elena, the uh, uh, Colossus's sister, the teleporting bitch with the nice sword. Um Robbie Reyes as Ghost Rider, and Wolverine will all be playable. There will be a total of 13 allied heroes in all, uh, uh, drawing uh, from the Avengers, X-Men, Runaways, and beyond. Uh, revealed Wednesday at Gamescom 2021, publisher 2K Games br- plans to bring Marvel's Midnight Suns to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4 and 5, Blade. Windows PC via Steam and Epic Game Store, Xbox One and so X. A with a stick with March 2022. That was the chick from. Phones, uh, that was Fire the chick magic. from uh, Runaways. She was into black mat or dark magic.
0: Okay, I think there was really bad acting. There.
1: So, Rise of the Midnight Sun's arc in the comics began in 1992, a series of Ghost Rider comics. In it, the rogues' gallery of anti-heroes, including Doctor Strange, Frank Trait, Morbius, Johnny Blaze, and Blade, must come together in order to stop Lilith, mother, mother of demons, from taking over the world. Solomon told Polygon it's his favorite arc from the comic period of Marvel Comics history, but the game itself wasn't really his idea. It was Marvel that reached out to us after we made XCOM 2, Solomon said. When I had the call with the Marvel team where there was an executive president from Marvel on the call, they had very specific feedback about the game's notorious final mission, and a bunch of people started chiming in, and I was like, well, these guys are actually really big fans. Right away, they understood the kind of games we make, and that is how they got to this. So during the course of the game's design, Solomon said the team had to throw away everything, like I mentioned, from XCOM, and there was a zero mechanic shared between XCOM and the Midnight Suns. So it gives it originality. You start as a hunter, an all-new character designed in partnership with Marvel Comics. The hunter is there to stand in for players and willing will be highly customizable in both appearance and combat ability. Solomon said, uh, Solomon said uh, there are... Two ways to cut a baby, and also forty different. Two ways to cut a what? (laughs) Solomon, the wisdom of Solomon, cut the baby in half. That was a gotcha. Gotcha there. Um, Forty different superpowers available for for the player across a wide spectrum, from light mirroring the most traditional of superheroes in the game, like Iron Man, Captain America, to dark mirroring, which uh, could occur in the antiheroes such as Ghost Rider and Blade. So there was an X-Men game back in the day that kind of let you pick your power, but the story was shit. Shut up, go lay down. And yeah. the story was shit, but the customization was cool because you got to pick your X-Men power. And that True. was really the best part about that for me. And boy got me onto that game and I was like, ah oh, man, that got reviewed bad. But I still had fun playing it when I rented it. I think I actually got it from like, what <laughs> was it? GameSpot GameFly, the mail in service. Oh yeah, that existed for a second. I put it on my list and they were like here I was like, Oh, I didn't want to play it that quickly, but okay. All right. That's we fine. have it. We have a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, Would you so. like to keep it? No, no, no. You 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 dispose of it. <laughs> yeah. We don't mind if you keep it. No. <laughs> no, no. That's it's it's, that's I'm good. it's your property, man. Just just go ahead yeah, and, and wonder I wonder what happened to them, bankruptcy. Um Players will embark on a turn-based mission with three other superheroes, and they are uh, the compatriot skills will level up and improve over time. How those skills and are achieved advanced is perhaps the biggest departure from XCOM franchise. In between missions, the players will have free reign to explore the Abbey, an all-new headquarter area designed totally not like XCOM at all, with the Marvel comics and its grant. It's grounds. Uh, Solomon said the players will explore in third person, using their time to develop relationships with the other superheroes. So all the different superheroes are going to do different stuff. Robbie Reyes, a new Ghost Rider, he may want to play video games. Captain Marvel may want to may want to go spar with you, while well, to, uh, Tony Stark may want to uh, you know just go play cards. You choose how how to hang out with them, and you choose how to talk to them and give them gifts. There are also social clubs around the Abbey that you could join and affect your friendships sure. with the heroes. So they're going for that RPG, like Final Fantasy had that, to where sure. and like uh, Mass Effect had that, to where decisions you made affected people differently. Yeah. Old Republic had that mechanic as well. So sure. that's kind of reminiscent there. But I'm not an XCOM fan. You played them, and lo- you, I believe, you loved them. Yeah,
0: I did. I liked playing them, but you know, we'll see.
1: I think this has Let's all hope the they potential. Don't
0: marvel it like was yeah. that other Marvel the game? It's yeah. like just take your hu- head, bash it in a
1: drawer for seven hours, and then you can move on. They pu- they fucking marketed the fuck out of that game. It was like Ultimate Alliance or some shit. Yeah. It was horrible. But this one actually looks good. You got XCOM developers behind it. So that's what kind of has me excited about that because it's an interesting look at, you know, Marvel having these XCOM guys in full on fantasy mode as opposed to XCOM because XCOM, they're not having that permadeath in Midnight Suns because it's a different game. You can't do that with fantasy. With XCOM, you are in like military mode fighting for your life. Yes, you die, you die. But with this one. Yeah, no, no permadeath. So that's also a nice little plus. It's not that's going nice. Souls, but it's giving you that expansion for your character. And, and plus, you grow. know, you can't kill Wolverine. Come yeah, on. exactly. Like, what are you going to do? Oh, Wolverine's dead. Yeah, no, he's not. He even came back in the no, comics, asshole. Even after they not. covered him, coated him in adamantium. Guess what? I came back. Yeah, we know. Anyway. But I'm interested to see how they do it. Plasma weapons, classic weaponry. The sky's the limit. It's a mm-hmm. game... Dare I say, you can get addicted to. Like a dream. Ah. Or hellfire, like this next story. Leave it on the floor, damn it. (laughs) Leave it. (laughs) On the floor. I'm going to stop fucking dropping that. Leave it. (laughs) So James McAvoy, Professor Xavier from First Class and those prequel X-Men movies, he says... He absolutely was so hooked on Elder Scrolls Oblivion, he had to burn the disc. Who didn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Preaching the choir here, brother. So he has been in a bunch of movies. He, he is a great British actor, the great British Bake Off, as well as, you know, his roles in X-Men as Professor Xavier, that series um 12 minutes which is he's in Forbes talking about video games turns out young uh, younger less famous actor McAvoy played a lot of Elder Scrolls for Oblivion that was kind of a game I'd always been a, a into as a kid role-playing games like Zelda Secret of Mana all that stuff I liked uh I like I love fantasy role-playing games his love of Oblivion became a problem because he was playing Anne Hathaway's love interest in a period drama, becoming Jane at the time. And I'm like having to go to bed at 10 p.m. because I'm getting up at 6 a.m. every morning, uh, and I got a ton of lines and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just staying up until four in the morning, just playing Oblivion. It came to a oh, head, yeah. a head yeah. when he had to pull the all-nighter, ended at 5:30 a.m. Ten minutes before the car arrived to take him to set, where it turned into a drastic solution. He turned on the gas stove and just put the disc on it and watched it sort of burn. As the so, car went beep,
0: beep beep. <laughs> what
1: are you doing in there? Burning the house down? Let's go. <laughs> so said so that's done. We're over. Never again. I'm done. Cutting it off cold turkey. Hope it wasn't a collector's edition. <laughs> you know, I might be a little bit pissed at that. But that was the end of his Oblivion habit. Fairly, fun, funnily enough, within four years, McAvoy would Dude, be playing go back Professor X, the, uh, the role initiated by Patrick Stewart, who played Emperor Uriel Septum the Seventh in Oblivion.
0: Yes but the story is worth it. Oh, I've yeah. never gone through if you have a spare 1000 hours. And you can jump it, everywhere
1: and get really good yeah, at and it. You could
0: go through the main story or you go to the thieves guild or the and the thieves guild and the
1: uh, I forget the other one. Fighters ones. guild, the mages yeah, guild. Yeah, mages and guild
0: and the fighters guild yeah. what's great about I mean, the Oblivion I, d- games I do enjoy
1: war. Oblivion and those big games even oh, though yeah. I'm not myself the typical person to go through All of that. You know, I do try to chip away at games and get through a good bit of them before I give them my ultimate judgment. But, you know, I mean, I think that Oblivion is one of those games, like back in the day when you're younger and you had nothing but piss and vinegar and time to burn. (laughs) These were the kind of games to where, like, remember when Fallout 3 came out? Yeah. So many hours wasted into that game.
0: No, 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 that wasn't. That, that was time. That was valuable time.
1: Uh, oh, well, yeah, not that waste. waste. That's a dirty word. That's waste, a dirty way a, to say it. Yeah, it's not wasted. It. It.
0: That, that yeah. was such a great story. Well, oh, my God. Well, it was, it was short, was...
1: but it was great. That's why I I, pla- I finished Fallout 3. That's how no. You know it was a short story. Yeah. But
0: it was still great, man. Was that the one where they killed the character in the end?
1: Yeah. <sighs> His dad died? Yeah, he,
0: they killed him the first time. Now you're dead. Then they had to go yeah. back and go. No, no, no! You're not dead. It's okay. There was a funny meme. <laughs> it's okay.
1: It said Fallout Three. I gotta go find my dad. Fallout Four. I gotta go find my son. Fallout New Vegas. I gotta find that fucking the checkered vest. <laughs> and that just explained it perfect. And that's yeah. why we got Outer Worlds, and we're getting like uh, so much stuff from Obsidian and that development area of Fallout and all this other network stuff. That there's games that are just being your. They're saying, like, oh, it's inspired by this, it's inspired by this. They're taking these tropes that we love and expanding on them, and that's where this gaming universe is really getting fucking nutty and crazy. But part of that, we're going on to the end segment now, because that was the last story. Mr. McAvoy burned that up. Nice End segment I had. It's kind of luggy and nutty, because we mentioned the Ghost Rider in the Midnight Suns story. So that had me thinking, what if you... Were the Ghost Rider? What would your ch- mode of transportation be? You gotta ride, man. You gotta have some kind of badass Ghost Rider ride and weapon too. Real I mean, or sci-fi? Well, it's Ghost Rider, so I mean, you can go anything. My first thought
0: was I do thought both. want something do both that would be useful, like a cape that allows me to fly. Well, I mean, and can like
1: you could just get like a Lobo space motorcycle.
0: I think a cape would be cooler.
1: A cape? It, it would be bizarre. No
0: capes. And then it could you it
1: could roll out, you could roll it up and it's
0: just a uh, it's a I mean Doctor Strange, cloak of
1: levitate, le, cloak of levitation. He's yeah. wearing sweatpants and a North Face and still wearing the cloak. Cuz who does not want to fucking just, levitate? It's
0: just kind of there. I'm yeah. going with you, pal. That's
1: I it would goes. count the cloak of levitation as almost like kind of both, but Honestly,
0: so if we don't count that one, I'd go like something inconspicuous, like a, like a Segway. Yeah, like a a Miata that transforms into like I don't know, like a.
1: I'd say like almost like those one of those dead ass. I would say sleeper version, yeah, souped up fucking like no, a a souped up RX seven. Mazda RX-7. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, maybe something like that. Fucking, you know, you pop out those hell-style no, exhaust pipes. The, the bikes. thing is,
0: it'd be like a sleeper. Yeah. You'd be like, well, it's, it's, it's a fucking drive Ghost Rider. That. No, you're sort of gets
1: you're damning souls with your penance stare.
0: Yeah, but you may also want to go to the store and get some milk. I'm a everybody Ghost Rider. Likes but I also milk.
1: drive a Prius.
0: Everybody likes.
1: Yeah, everybody likes. <laughs> I cereal. drive a Chevy Volt. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> My ultimate first one I'm going to go to is uh, an R32. Skyline. Yeah. I think that would be the perfect fucking Ghost Rider mobile. And you would just... Everybody would want to look at you as Ghost Rider, too. Um, My weapon, honestly, I would probably want to... The classic hell chain is so nice. But I'd probably want to go for one of those... uh, I forget the fucking... Probably a martial arts weapon. But it's like a a, a chain with like a fucking... Like a a dagger point on it. And you has like a little mace at the end. So you got like a fucking... I just bashed your skull in and... Bam! I just killed you with a hellfire chain mallet.
0: I like Spear. the cloak of levitation.
1: It'll levitate yeah. me
0: away from your ass and someone else can deal with it.
1: Yeah, you can just pen and stare at them from looking down. That is a very fucking condescending ghost rider you'd be. I'm going to penance and stare looking down on you. <laughs> I'm very disappointed.
0: As I point my <laughs> na- naughty, naughty, me, naughty with the finger, you're
1: such a fucking, such a pretentious, judgy ghost rider. As like my uh, looking my down on them, convertible
0: car runs you over.
1: Yeah, yeah, just kind of running everybody over, and you're just pennant staring down like yeah, my uh,
0: my convertible ghost rider Miata with a V12. <laughs>
1: And big ass tires, very progressive ghost. Yeah, rider. <laughs> yeah,
0: big ass. Tire, but it, it transforms into like, yeah. oh, that's not it. That yeah. doesn't have a V twelve. It's just a
1: whatever. Well, yeah, they always have that normal mode with turbo with twelve turbos. Yeah, yeah, Twi- turns into twelve turbos. Just yeah. fucking rips ass everywhere. I mean, not a <laughs> no, like that would be, That'd be weird byproduct, like sulfur. Oddly just comes enough, out the I wouldn't tailpipe. smell a
0: thing. Yeah, it's great. No, no, that would, would be
1: gra- that'd be the smell. perfect defense mechanism of it. It just Ugh. dumps sulfur at the back end. and You're like, what? It's great car. I don't smell anything. <laughs> I think convertible. You don't smell that. I don't have any sense of smell. Emissions regulations would. You'd have to reg- you know, like, get something like classic, so it wouldn't be like emissions tested or anything. Then you could get away with it as a normal car too. It
0: holds the. Original Miata? Is it old enough yet?
1: Oh, I'm sure one of the old, or original older yeah, the ones. The original right? yeah. one, except yeah, it yeah. turns
0: into, like, this... this yeah, this I think classic is, like, 25 forward.
1: years and... Or, no, and classic is 15 years, antique is 25. Hmm, okay, well... So we're well into that, but... Yeah, no, that'd be great. Cloak of Levitation in the Miata, and then I'm going with the... Stabby spear chain With the mace in the end and uh, As well as the R32 So let us know in the comments below What is your choice for the end segment Of what what kind of ghost rider ride And weapon would you have If you were the ghost rider Right over here at PJANDWH.com Flip on over to the Contact Us page and let us know what your answer is. Do you have a luggy and nutty ride that you want to be on Lug Nuts and have us talk about? But this is where you're going to pop it, as well as being part of the podcast Umbrella Love Balloon. That is the Perch Hangers and Hangers Media Network. Let us know if you want to do a podcast, if you want to be affiliated, or even, dare I say, a live event. We also do those as well, as well as interviews. We do everything here. Oh, Link knows that we're coming towards the end because we end off with the thank yous. We want to thank you, Sean Ennis and Mark Gervais, as well as J-Bo McNeil and Aladdin's Castle Gaming and Christopher Bristow for watching, liking, commenting, supporting, and overall loving the podcast. Just like you, loyal Janger, we always end off the same damn way with a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am Matthew Bucherell, the Batman, your host, and my producer, Stephen Bugrell, big brother, the omnipotent presence that is. As well as, barking in the background, our mascot, hero of time, the Diablo. Of course. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, Game on, walljangers! Bye! what that wasn't super crazy that wasn't super crazy at all we're doing it live play on the time. that was a good segue i think you misunderstand the, the meaning of super crazy outside time the super, uh, 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 explain to him the meaning of super crazy in the center, you're going to find the subscription button uh, to subscribe to all this great content, and of course, right above my invisible head, you're going to find the very best purge hangers and wall hangers video for you. Right above my cohort, the cardboard Kelly, you will find all of the Triforce podcasts in a convenient playlist. Until next time, wall jangers, one punch. <laughs>